This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It was all going so well for the Stags with five straight wins. But defeating midweek at league newcomers Sutton United means Clough's men need to find their bounce-back ability. With another long trip to Crawley Town tomorrow, followed by the FA Cup break, the Stags need to come together and figure out where this long old road will lead. With a lack of power up top on Tuesday, coupled with having Rawson and Forrester available at the back, the big question is, should Hawkins move back up front or should he stay where he's been influential? Another question as Black Friday hits us is should Brother Clough, that's Simon by the way, be window shopping around for some fresh legs and can Mansfield prove Tuesday to be a blip as they face Crawley in a mid-table battle tomorrow afternoon? As always, we want you to get involved and have your say on your team. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast. It's the show for the fans, by the fans. Because win, lose or draw, no matter how near or how far, Mansfield will always matter. Mid-table-ish. Let's go with that. Good evening, everyone. Hope that you're all right. Hope that you're doing well on this Friday night. A little bit different for you uh, this week. It's been a busy old week for Mansfield Town, hasn't it? It's been a long, long road. But the question is, where will the long road lead us? That can be a tongue twister 
uh, as well. Joining me, as always, to go through all of the week's action to reflect on Tuesday nights, look ahead to tomorrow's long journey to Crawley and much, much more in between are my usual two comrades. Good evening to Clive Parkin. Good evening. And good evening to Mr. Nathan Quinyester Edge. Good evening, John Motson. Oh, sorry, Craig Priest. How are we doing? I'm all right, mate. I have got the sheepskin coat on order from Amazon in a Black Friday <laughs> sale. Uh, for anyone that doesn't know, um, we'll do that later because it's not about me. It's about Mansfield Town because it's Mansfield Town uh, that matters. It is a long old week, Clive. And on Tuesday, not the best of results for the Stags at Sutton United. The first time that we've been there, we're hoping to, to come away with a win to make it six from six. And then three minutes in, the Stags decide to give away a stupid goal. And alas, a 2-0 defeat. Yeah. <laughs> they, uh, for the second game on the trot, we gave away an early goal. Um, the difference was this time, when we did it before, we were playing against a team bottom of the league for a reason. And uh, this time we are playing against a team that was near the top of the league for the reason. And they were a much stronger outfit than uh, Scunthorpe. And they got us, bo- they got us boxed up. They were better than us, I thought, on the on the evening, and therefore the result was fair. Uh, I think the biggest disappointment, as far as I'm concerned, not losing the game because, quite honestly, we're going to lose games, and you're going to lose games to better teams for the right reasons. I think it's we didn't trouble their goalkeeper throughout the night, and uh, yeah. uh, that's the disappointment for me. Yeah, that's a, a big, big thing which Mansfield Town are going to have to work on. Uh, you know, in the uh, the coming week, starting with Crawley tomorrow, Nathan. I, I guess it's something which, you know, I said in the intro, we've been praising Ollie Hawkins for being uh, a, a rock and uh, steadying the ship at the back. But, you know, as much as I, I've been saying that I want to leave him there and, and sort of get through to January and we can look at bringing somebody else in, it actually makes a lot more sense, doesn't it, to start him off the other end tomorrow? Yeah, I mean, listen, we was a few months back, we were saying, you know, he he was clearly our best striker and we... We moved, we moved him to the to the back because we had to because we had nobody there. Well, we've got the the roles reversed now, haven't we? We've we've actually got cover at the back in Forrester and and Rawson who can both come in and uh you know and on the, along there with with John Joel too. So there's there's more than adequate cover for uh for for defence. So it seems a bit foolish to leave him there right now when we we're in need of somebody up, up top. So um, I'd be very 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 disappointed come two o'clock tomorrow to to not see him. Uh, you know, on the team sheet as as a, as a striker, um, that's for sure. Make sure you get your comments in and have your say on your team. It'll be a shorter one uh, tonight, with due to the fact of it being sort of uh, Friday night, the evening before a game. We're just really sorry that we've not had managed to have time this week to uh, to get together and have uh, a little bit of a, a reflect on the week that's gone. Uh, Nigel in the comments says it was simply big lads versus boys. Is not wrong either, Clive, because at, at times we just didn't get hold of the ball, especially in that final third where, you know, th- the Saturday previously at home to, to Scunthorpe, we were so effective. Yeah, without wanting to become boring and repeating myself, though, there were two different teams we were playing. Uh, Scunthorpe gave us ground and we took it. And these lads from Sutton, these upstarts from lower league, uh, have done one on us. A bit like you know, Harrogate did earlier in the season. They got our measure. Uh, and we didn't play as well. There's no question about that. We didn't play as well as we anticipated we would do. Mark in the comments, Nate says, nothing up front in my opinion. Again, it's so frustrating, isn't it? Because 
why are we so reliant? We were saying this months ago, but talking about the other end, we were look, when we were talking about James Perch and, and and things like that. Why are we so reliant on one or two players? Reese Oates out of the equation, Danny Johnson out of the equation, and all of a sudden there's very, very little there, if anything at all. Jordan Bowery is a, a try-hard and works his socks off and, and tries, but it, the return isn't isn't there for a striker of his experience, is it? No, I mean he had a good he had a good game against Scunthorpe, but this was um, as, as Clive pointed out, it was a de- different kettle of fish, um, and it, it from very early on in the game, it was quite obvious that it it wasn't coming off for him, it wasn't working. Um, unfortunately, there wasn't really much on the bench to maybe change it either, apart from maybe moving Hawkins up and being being brave and maybe sacrificing that sort of um, the the comfort that we've had in recent games. So. Um, you know, it, it unfortunately is affecting us having Reese Oates out and Danny Johnson, and which has come at a bad time as well because those two were, especially Reese Oates, was, was hitting a bit of form, which was waiting for. So, um, you know, we have taken a bit of a, a step backwards and in, in luck of you know, injury wise. Um, but I still feel like we've still got enough there to, to do something about it, but just not, we need, I think we've got to move Hawkins up. I think that's the answer at the moment. doesn't mean it's going to work 100%, but I think that's going to give us a better chance. I can't remember who it was against Clive, actually, you know, a few weeks back when uh, we were almost sort of sorted uh, at the back and then we did put Hawkins back up top for a game. In fact, it might have been Northampton where it, it didn't quite go as planned. Yeah. Nothing went as well as planned at Northampton. Um, that was the lowest point of our season in many respects. Um, but I think we can only judge on recent performances, and, and, and quite honestly, he's, he's earned his, his brownie points playing in the centre of the defence, but I think the time's come. I think we need to trust O'Toole alongside uh, Faz and move him forward. Even even, I mean, even Bowery had a bash at centre-back in pre-season, so if you really want <laughs> if you want extra cover there, you know, swap them two around if you really must, if he doesn't, you know, I thought that would... You know, I don't think Rawson... Rawson was doing pretty well. I mean, it's only the fact that O'Toole and um, and Hawkins have kept him out. But it's not like he was he was poor before. You know, the only reason he's been dropped out of the team was because, obviously, he had, he had a baby. So it wasn't down to bad form. He was, he's been good for, for quite a few months now. Um, so, I, you know, it, it doesn't make too much sense. To Can I correct you on one point there? It was his wife that had the baby, not him. There's no yeah. reason why you can't play football when Some, your wife's at a baby. That, it's that, that's fair point, yeah. <laughs> Maybe Farron Rawson isn't the exception that proves the rule. We, you know, yeah, it's, it's, uh, this day and age, anything can happen, Clive. Medical miracle, yeah, absolutely. Never rule anything out in this game. Uh, talk <laughs> to things which uh, aren't very stable. I mentioned at the top, uh, off air to Clive and Nathan that I'd move my little studio around a little bit and, and move things around. Uh, rookie error, because I nearly spilt my tea everywhere. Um <laughs> when I tried to pick it up over the mic stand and uh, knocked it everywhere. So, um, But it just goes to, to prove, though, Clive, the, you know, the resistance and the endurance of the Mansfield Matters mugs, which uh, you know, didn't break at all. So, uh, Top you know, quality merchandise. Absolutely. 50% off Black Friday sale, by the way. Link in the description. Yes. Anyway, moving on. Uh, moving swiftly on. Uh, keep your comments coming in. Um, uh, Jamie says, we didn't look like a team who had won our last five games. Uh, Nick Nathan says, I think Maris needs a rest. Oh, tall in the uh, defensive midfield role with Rawson behind Hawkins uh, back up top. Problem there, though, is if you if you do that scenario, I mean, I do agree with it uh, a fair bit. If you go with um, O'Toole in defensive midfield in front of the back four where, um, uh, where of course, Maris has been playing and then Rawson in 
O'Toole's position and you move Hawkins back up top. Who are you putting alongside Rawson? Because I don't think I think Forrest is probably good value to come on for ten minutes. But then who's at right back? Cal Gordon's not fit. James Clark's out on loan. Well, it's going to be you. Then, <laughs> no <Craig>. silence. <laughs> exactly. I think the silence, the silence of the answer, Nate, speaks volumes, doesn't it? Because it's, I mean, it's we've almost sure. got we've we've almost got like a, a fit. But if as soon as we move one block, it's like playing Jenga. It's a risk. I mean, I think there's enough in what we've got midfielder-wise in the, in the squad to be able to move midfielder without having to move O'Toole further up. You know, we we know Sturt can can go in sort of that more defensive role. Um, you know, you've got. Uh, you could cut, got Clark that can drop back there. You got Law on the bench, and it, you know, there's, I think there's plenty of players, midfielders in our team to be able to rest one or two when when needed. So without having to, in, you know, affect too much else in other positions on the pitch. So um, yeah, if they need resting, do it. But for me, John Joe is is doing a great job back there in defence and getting back. No, there I can't also. come to terms with all this resting professional athletes. They're either good enough or they're bloody well not. <laughs> Clive's definitely from the old school of, you know, yes, one, one, you one just play the whole game with a broken leg in my day. Uh, it's, it's true. It is true. The Madden game has changed, though. Um, but I'm going to go back to Nick's original point, though, Nath. And, and that was to actually talk about Maris. We went on a sidetrack about moving players here and there. Does Maris need a rest? Clough was re- relatively critical of him um, in, in a recent interview, wasn't he? Yeah, but then. The week before, he, well, a few days before, he got man of the, the sponsors man of the match in a in a game there where he, you know, he he didn't score. Um, he, you know, he just had a very solid solid game. So, um, it's, it's a tough one. I think there was a, a few players Tuesday night that had a very much off game. You know, and it doesn't just necessarily lie at Maris's feet. Whether he does, he's getting a bit tired and he needs a break. Then that's a different, um, you know. That's where you've then got to do a bit of shuffling around and a bit of uh, you know resting and so on. But um, I don't know. I, I I think he I think he'll be okay. I think he just had an off game. What about you, Clive? What are you made of Maris's recent performances? Obviously, you watched the the live feed on Tuesday night. Com- in comparison to the game he had against Scunthorpe, what have you made of him recently? Because I think, like Nathan said earlier, I think there's a couple of players that that could go in there to give him a rest. If he's tired and he's therefore his game is, is suffering as a result of that, then they have to rest him or find a, a less demanding role for him. But the um, the reality is I'd struggle to find a man of the match from Tuesday night. So none of them were on particularly good form. And uh, I like Maris's efforts. I think he's, he's, he brings a touch of, of, of class on the, on the ball as well. But you're right, if he's not fit enough, he shouldn't be playing. And we're not exactly skint in the midfield department. So we've got we can always plat four from five. I'm sure of that. What do you put it down to, Nath, the Tuesday night? Because you know, like somebody said in the comments earlier, um, I think it was Jamie actually who said we didn't look like a team who'd won our last five games on Tuesday, and that's a, a fair reflection. Because like Clive said as well, I just struggled to, to to name a man of the match. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you two as well. It, it's very difficult to pick a a positive out of um, out of Tuesday night, but. I think we probably got to give a bit of credit and a bit of respect to Sutton. You know, I know they have just come mm. up, and we have a habit of not beating teams that have just come up for seems like forever. Um, but you know, uh, bad habits aside, I think you know at the, the end of the day, Sutton are, are up there. And yes, they've had a bit of a blip 
recently, but they've, they've still won a it's still done a good job over a lot of teams in this league and that that wasn't that wouldn't have been just good luck they've got hard they're, they're clearly very hard working they they pressed us very well and closed us down and they stopped us from playing to a certain extent um i think if we had more tools to our you know armory such as uh research and danny johnson you know two to name uh you know up top which is where we really struggled then we would have given them a better game but they they knew our weaknesses and um, I just think they did a very good job on us and you've got to sometimes give it to the opposition and say you know well played and we've got to move on and just and react now and make sure Croy don't do the same to us. Nigel says uh, versus Sutton every time a Stags player got the ball there was two or three players on them their work rate was incredible yeah absolutely I yeah, think I said exactly. in commentary that every time that we just couldn't get hold of it we just could not keep hold of the ball in the final third and really really struggled to to get in the game it was a cold you know bitter open to the elements night but that shouldn't have mattered Sutton were on their home turf it was the same for 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 both teams in terms of in terms of managing the conditions and again we just can't keep hold of it and we can't play like that and allow teams to come at us yes their work rate was was incredible but I actually didn't feel like ours was there too much was I was actually a little bit perplexed actually Clyde by what Nigel Clough said post-match I don't want to rip into him and, and give it a scathing review but I just felt that yeah, if we'd have probably scored the goal through Ollie Hawkins after the um, after their opening goal, we may well have taken a, a point from the game, but we didn't really have enough chances to, to bring it on and uh, to sort of uh, get back in the game. And I actually felt pretty much from maybe the hour mark onwards that it was Sutton's game to lose. Yeah, ifs and buts don't count for anything in this world. What True. did count is they had big players on the field and they were big players with big hearts and they didn't give us any room. I don't think we were as up for it as they were. I think that just about sums it up, in my opinion. And uh, I just think that we put it behind us. I have to say, my, my prediction at the beginning of the five-game run was that I wanted us to get 10 points. We're in line for that if we get a draw on Saturday. Um, and I think that's a good return, given where we were starting from. So I don't think there's any reason for us to get despondent at this point. Disappointed, in, of course, because once you've done five in the, on the run, you want the sixth. But just no, just quickly talking about Clough, because you mentioned it, Clay, Craig, I was going to hold my tongue. But he's at it again, isn't he? He's, <laughs> he's calling out players again in the media. Who did I he mean, call out? Tyree Sinclair, for one. Oh, yeah, 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 The commentator says, when Tyrese came on, he brought a bit of fresh energy to the team um, and just when it was needed. And he quickly retorted by saying, yeah, it just missed. You know? I think one day I should just have to have a word with Mr. Clough and say, of course, you're an ex-pro and played in the highest level and therefore you can see standards for what they are and I respect that. And you're good enough in your your heyday to play for England. In fact, you had 14 full international appearances for England. Nigel, you love that. How many goals did you score in those 14 games? (laughs) Absolutely loves that stat. No, no, listen, he's the manager for a reason. He's, he's better yeah. at the job than we are. I just don't, I, I, I'm not going to go on this. I just don't agree with the way he, he calls players out at times. Are you going to retract his mug? Do you know, while I'm still having a go, he, we gave some <laughs> mugs to people. We gave some mugs to people at the club. I've delivered six mugs individually addressed to various people at the club. And five of those people have responded by thanking us. And even putting stuff on them on media. Guess who didn't? 
I mean, it's to, to like his defense, like he doesn't got, have, yeah, he doesn't have Twitter or anything, does he? Like, you, you've got to give him a bit of credit. It's, it's quite he has to, all he has to say is to the club secretary, just say thank you on my behalf, would you? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I mean, even, like I say, it's old school. You might get some sort of carrier pigeon one day. Just give it time, Clive. Give it time. Exactly. You're going to get a letter in the. You're going to get a letter in the post. We, yeah, we're, we're going to get a letter. Or like one of the press conferences, it will just come randomly. Clough will be sat there, you know, at the RH Academy having his drink, and it'll just be a Mansfield Matters mug. And nothing will be mentioned about it. We'll just see it, and we'll just yeah. We'll yeah just thank you it. enough. That that word. Listen, yeah. I don't give anybody gifts expecting to be to be thankful. Um, that's not the clearly you do. You just think you do. Yeah. That's not the art of giving. But the art of receiving. <laughs> the art of receiving is a different thing. Oh, I think it's board, yeah. Yeah, um, I think we think we've got him. Oh dear. So it's basically, but what you're saying is anybody that gets a Christmas present from you this year has to send you a full on video message saying, thank you, Mr. Parkin, for the delightful gift, which was this, this, and this. And I'm going to use it for this, this, and this. Is that what you're saying? If, if we do no Secret Santa's as a podcast, no please hope. No. I don't give anybody Christmas presents. Oh, well, you, you're going to have to this year, mate. Well, where's the spirit of giving there? Secret. So, yeah, you've just got on about the spirit of giving. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now you're saying you don't want her to get into the spirit of giving she don't want to take part in Secret Santa it wasn't a personal thing I just think when people are giving stuff they shouldn't do it for the, any other reason if they, they want the person to have it and enjoy it whatever it is I just think then it's beholden on the receiver to acknowledge that but that's just old school um, etiquette Right, should we get back to the Mansfield Matters, not gift don't matter to Clive? Um, no, should we, I'm, should we... <laughs> I'm drinking out my Mansfield Matters mug now. Oh, dear. Uh, speaking of giving things away, Nath, we gave away two goals and two goals which were a disappointing uh, one. Uh, do you see what I did there? It's almost yeah, like I've been done. back in Radio Land, so I've got them in my head. Um, we gave away two poor goals from a defensive point of view. The first one more frustrating than the other. The second one, the catch is over the top and we're just a little bit flat-footed like we were all night. But the first one in particular... We deal with the initial free kick, but then we don't close down the second phase of play. The ball comes in from the same position, free header at the back post, free shot in the middle, very, very poor goal to concede. And you think with the height and experience we've, we've got in our side defensively from set plays, we should be doing a lot better than that. And what worries me, Nath, is Crawley are a good side attacking from set pieces. And if we're not on it, they will get goals. Well, I, I said this last week, even against Scunthorpe, I said it. Every game, we, we give a, a minimum of, of one free header away. It's an absolute, it's a guarantee. You, I, I, I guarantee if you go back through the you know, the, the matches of what we've played recently, and you'll find one free header at some point, whether it's from a corner or a free kick or even a, you know, across from open play, there's one in there. Um, it's then just down to a matter of whether the opposition are good enough to take it. Um, you know, you know Sutton, Sutton did. Uh, the most frustrating thing for me was the fact that it was, what, three minutes in? So... Yeah, you know, we've a bit like yeah, you know, a bit a bit like Scunthorpe. Apart from the fact that again, like pointed out earlier by Clive, we're against a different opposition that are, um, you know, much better at holding a lead than obviously what Scunthorpe are. So the table tells you that. And um, but we just made it very difficult for ourselves. And whether we just came out half expecting a win, I don't know. We, you know, did we go out there with a little bit of um, thinking? You know, this will all fall into place because it has done the last five games and took a foot off the gas. At the very beginning, is there an element of that possibly? Um, but yeah, it was. It's disappointing when you've got. It's not like we're we're a small side back there. We've got Hawkins, John Joe O'Toole, um, uh, Hewitt, and you know, and McLaughlin. All of them, are, you know, pretty 
should be pretty decent in the air to defend uh, you know, in the defensive area. So it's disappointing that we're still still giving those opportunities away. Uh, speaking of Maris, uh, Alan says in the comments, Clive, other teams' workers out keep Maris quiet and Mansfield do struggle. If they start brightly, it's a different game. That's very much been the case. I think he's na- nailed it head on there, to be fair. When we start on the front foot, we do look difficult to, to beat and we look like we're going to give somebody a, a good hiding and come away with a good result. But if we concede that first goal and, and we don't get playing straight away through Maris and through that midfield area, we do struggle and, and we we lack the ideas and sometimes the options from the bench to, to change it up. Yes, and it's even more acute when we haven't got, a, a, if you like, a recognised striking strike pair because they can normally pick pick up scraps and work with them. We're having to develop good football to get into a position to score goals. And Maris is essential to get those moves on the way. So I think uh, Alan makes a very good point. If you lock him out of the game, it makes a big difference to our ability. Let's move on uh, to uh, other things this week. Um, final comment on that from uh, from Gary says, Scunthorpe were nearly two up after 20 minutes. We were struggling at times the first 20 minutes versus Scunny. Yeah, I think if they'd have got a goal, it could have been a, a, a different game. Obviously, they did. They got the, the penalty, but fortunately, we had enough about us to uh, uh, to get back in that one. If they'd have got another after that, when uh, you know they had that chance, didn't they, actually? If they'd have got that, it would have been a different game entirely. But uh, uh, let's move on. I had a message earlier from uh, Jim, who unfortunately couldn't, says he couldn't watch the live feed uh, tonight, but we'll watch it back. And he was asking about Tyree Sinclair. Um, obviously, you mentioned him earlier, a little bit earlier, Clive, that uh, Nigel Clough uh, w- was highlighting him again. And he, Jim's basic question was, obviously, James Clark has gone out on loan in this this week he's gone to Solly or Moors, I believe it is, um, to get some experience. Um, good for him. Played and I think got an assist as well. Made an impact straight away. Um, Jim was basically asking, should we do the t- the same with Tyree Sinclair? Because clearly we're not starting him. We're not giving him the game time that he needs to develop. So should we look to to, to send him out? It's a very very difficult one for me, Clive. Because if you take him out of the equation and take him away from the squad, we're very very threadbare as it is up top. No, we can't afford to let him go out. He is definitely the person you go to when you need to strengthen or change the the, the structure or, or to add a little bit of energy in the second half of the game. But, uh, I mean, he would argue, I'm sure, that he would like to, he would play better football if he started a game. Um, I think there's some evidence to suggest that's true. But to bring him on and he's under pressure straight away to, to bring something to the game, you're inevitably not going to see the best out of the lad. And, and I'm... To say I'm not a huge fan of, of Sinclair, so I think he's not quite the full package at the moment. But um, and I think I think come the close season he may well disappear somewhere. But at the moment, you can't, if you're going to use him in the way that we are using him, you've got to treat him with a bit more respect. Yeah, you certainly have. Um, lots of uh, lots of interesting ones on Tyree Sinclair Nath as well. He does need to uh, to try and develop. He does need to try and uh, you know get a bit of um, uh, game time under his belt but it's very difficult one to do I actually thought this season might have been you know his but whenever he's been given the opportunity it's not quite worked out for him has it I mean especially the way he ended last season yeah I mean I, I, do we put a bit too much expectation on him as well as, as supporters it could be a little bit of that and, and at times he has shown glimpses that you, know, you think he you know he, he could really uh, become a, a really good player but you know it, it's not quite worked out for him a lot of the times this season but then you know I don't come if it's Tuesday night or Saturday 
oh, there's a game recently where he came on and he and he did affect it. He won a lot of sort of free kicks and he got us, um, you know, he, he sort of he, he did have a positive impact. So I don't think he's quite ready to start games. But then the same hand, you kind of think for him to develop, he probably needs a little bit longer. So maybe we need to be a bit braver, um, you know, making that sub a little bit earlier and, and giving giving him the opportunity. But it's a tough one, isn't it? Because if, if he's not quite ready, then how do you get him ready? Is it is it learning them out? But we can't, like you say, we can't do that because we're already threadbare up there again as it is. Yeah, it's a, it's a confidence thing more than anything, isn't it, Clive? You know, if he does get a, a couple of goals under his belt and starts getting a a, a bit of a, a bit of a run and a bit of a, a bit more minutes in the tank, he may start to blossom a little bit more. But I think the longer it goes on and he's getting ten minutes here, five minutes there, the more his confidence is going to be a shot. And he is he's very much a young confidence player. Yeah, I thought at the, in the last few games of last season, we were starting to see a proper player emerge and he was given the, the pitch time to do that. Um, but it, nothing's developed since, but you could argue um, that he hasn't been given a full chance to do it. He's had a few games that uh, he could play the whole 90 minutes in, but generally speaking, he's been brought on as a very late substitute. Um, and I don't, I don't think you need to be a rocket scientist to work out that he's just not favoured. Would you, would you favour him over Jordan Barry right now, both of you? If it was a choice between the two, who would you put in? It would you depend what part. format you play, because it, Jordan Barry does bring something to the game, although it doesn't satisfy a lot of the media warriors out there, because it, it, it's work rate rather than end product. But um, I don't know. I think right, or both as a flat you... question, yes, I would put Sinclair in instead of Bowery at the moment. Are you going to um, set the fence as well there, Craig? No, I'm going to say I would favour him um, because I think he's got more to offer than what Barry has. I do like Barry as a player. I think he's a workhorse. I think he's got the quality and the experience in, in you know, to, to help us out. But let's be brutally honest, when Reese Oates and Danny Johnson come back in, he's going to fall back down the, the pecking order. And it wouldn't surprise me to see him move on in, in January. I think Sinclair has, has got a little bit more pace and energy about him. And to be honest, we were crying out for that on on Tuesday night a little bit. I was actually um, surprised that he didn't get a start. I was very surprised that we didn't make changes. I understood why we didn't, because obviously we won on Saturday. But given the, the distance we had to travel and the fact we've got another game this weekend where we're travelling uh, again, I would have freshened things up, especially given how Sutton play. I was very surprised that you know we, we perhaps didn't see Sinclair start on that left-hand side of midfield and give us that energy going forward. So actually, for me, Nath, yeah, I would I would start him over Bowery, mainly because I think he, he's got a little bit more. But I do agree slightly with what Clive says. It is down to the system because like we were saying earlier, you know, last year when he was blossoming and developing, we were playing a, a, a system which very much suited him. This year, we've changed systems more times than we've, you know, we've, we've changed our underpants on a daily basis. So... And we, I, we I don't think we can it. complain about that because we have been calling for a change of system. So, you know, um, I don't think we can quite, con- as a, you know, as supporters complain about that changing too much. No, I, I agree with that. Um, but I think when you've got a young player, I'm not saying that we shouldn't be changing it because I've been the one that's saying that we needed to change it. I just think yeah. you've got to find something which um, fits them sometimes and you've got to develop them uh, in that way. Very much like James Clark in a way, you know, Obviously, he's he's not getting in at the moment, and it's clear that Nigel Clough didn't really fancy him when he was sort of saying we had two young fullbacks when he was referring to him and and Burke. It was inevitable that he'd go out and get some game time, and also inevitable that when he's out and in that game time, Sean would shine in a position in a team which is set up the way 
that he can play like he's he's doing at Solihull. He's only had one game, but he's made an instant impact. The fans live more, love him already. Um, it's good for his development. Sinclair either needs that or needs to be given that here. And it's the problem we have is the fact that we can't do it here. We can't afford to let him go because we haven't got the players to step in and replace him. But we also can't do it here at risk of, you know, falling back down the table and, and not getting to where we need to be. So it's a very, very difficult one to pose. What about you, Nathan? Answer your own question. Yeah, I, I, well, I'm in, I'm in agreement, but I'd, yes, I'd put him up there uh, over over Barry at, at the moment. But you would have to get support. That's that's a big thing as a as a lone striker. It's a lot to put on a player like him. Um, so maybe him up there with Hawkins uh, because the one thing that would have changed the game for us a bit like well, like I was saying, if we had Oates available, for example, on Tuesday night, when a team's pressing mm-hmm. you like they were your next opportunity is to then try and go in behind. And we, 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 you know, we're never going to do that with Jordan Barry up there. It's just, it wasn't an option. So um, you need something up there to, you know, with, with a bit of pace. So uh, like I say, research would be the number one, but if not, Tyree Sinclair, or, you know, can, can go in and do that. Sort Nathan, of would you play research alongside Sinclair as a two, as a duo strike force? Well, we've not really seen that, have we? That's, yeah, I, I don't know, maybe if it, if it worked, but so far, we've tend to go on when 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 possible to go for sort of the the big man, aren't you, Hawkins, to knock it down to either Oates or, or Johnson. That's where we started off with the season. That's how I envisioned Clough to carry on when everybody's available. Uh, but that's just not an option, really, is it? Well, it hadn't been an option. It could be again now if he moves Hawkins back up. Yeah, we almost had to go through another pre-season, didn't we? After we, you know, lost them games and then lost James Perch. It's uh, uh, it's an in- it's an interesting one to try and find where we're at again. I actually felt. The other week, you know, when we were at Sunderland, when we went with the five in midfield and Oates as the the lone striker, I felt we we found it then because we sort of started to, you know, galvanise ourselves and um, look a little bit brighter once again. But it's very, very difficult. I do actually like the idea of Hawkins going back up top with somebody pacey running off him, whether that be Oates or Sinclair in the future. But again, we can't quite do it because if you then move Hawkins back up top, going back to what we said at the, the top of the show, a new partnership has to be created at the back with O'Toole and or Rawson or Forrester. So it's six of one, half dozen of the other and a partridge in a pear tree. Gary in the comments says, Tyrese has raw talent but looks short of finishing ability on dead balls. Shows glimpses but is uh, but is he ready to start? Uh, William says he is. He says, I'd start uh, start Sinclair completely. Um, David says, I'd play myself in front of Bowery. Take your boots to Crawley tomorrow then, son. Uh, and Nigel says, another name which has been uh, out of favour. Jason Law seems to be out of favour too. Did well last season. Yeah. Another one, Clive, which, again, system hasn't quite favoured him. Jason Law seems to be able to play anywhere. He's played left back, left wing back, left side midfield, centre mid, up top, it's finding a place for him. And I, I, you know what, I'm actually surprised that he's not gone out on loan uh, either because he's not really got game time. Although he did play in the uh, under-21s um, in, in the cup, in the not-senior cup on Wednesday night against Rainworth, a 1-0 win. No, I don't think we can keep let, letting all of our uh, potential substitutes out on loan. But I have to say, if I was one of the lower league teams looking to take a player on loan from Mansfield, I'd be delighted to get hold of, of Law. Mm. He's a great player. Yeah, it gives you a, a lot of different options, doesn't it? Um, we'll come on to uh, podcast predictions very, very shortly indeed as we look ahead to tomorrow's trip to Crawley. Uh, first, though, let's move to news uh, elsewhere. Let's move to news uh, off the pitch. 
Um, Mansfield Town uh, are delighted to announce that former goalkeeper Ian Deakin is our new commercial executive. Uh, Ian played for the Stags from July 2013 to August 2014 and was a popular member of the first team squad. Uh, since retiring as a goalkeeper, the 34-year-old has enjoyed an extensive career within sales and business development. Ian spent 10 years working as a technical sales manager in the industry, commercial and automotive industry um, as well uh, as uh, since he's retired and what have you. On joining the Stags in his new role, he said, I want to work with local businesses in and around Mansfield. It's a great town and has got good people in it. People work hard in this town and we appreciate all the sponsorship that comes in and the support the fans give us. I want to help evaluate, uh, elevate the club and as high as possible and I'm working hard to do that. Um, he's already begun work in his new role um, securing uh, sponsorship for the new scoreboard um, and he adds we've brought in some new sponsorship for the scoreboard this week and the signs will be going up before the Carlisle game the new scoreboard is brilliant it looks impressive and is a tool I can utilise I know the fans have been wanting it for a long long time the chairman continues uh, to back the club by installing that it's part of the jigsaw you would love everything at the club to be all singing or dancing and new but it has to come as part of a jigsaw puzzle and we will continue to develop on and off the field. It's my role to make sure that that development happens and to make sure we build those links. Saying all the right things, uh, Nath, isn't he, um, early doors? And also great to hear that um, sponsorship's been secured for that uh, scoreboard, which will make it look a little bit more aesthetically pleasing and I'm sure things will bubble away and grow nicely in the future. He's got big shoes to fill, though. Yeah, I mean... uh... Yeah, welcome to well, welcome back to to to, uh, to Ian. But yeah, obviously, Paul Nyland been at the club for a very long time as first of a volunteer, and then as obviously finally as a commercial um, commercial manager. Well, I can't remember the title, but you know what I mean. Um, you know, so uh, he has got big shoes to fill. Um, but you know, it'll take time to come in. It's a bit like this whole scoreboard thing that we said. You know, it's, it's a baby, isn't it, at the minute? And things will change as, as time goes on. But um, it's great to see that he's getting stuck in already. And hopefully, um, you know, hopefully the, the team can progress on the pitch a little bit. It'll help make his job a little bit easier as well. They, they kind of go hand in hand together, don't they? Yeah, they do. What do you make of it, Clive? Obviously, the scoreboard's in place. Nice to see him working away on that and developing partners. It's a new angle for Mansfield to go down. It, it will give us you know, something to, to revitalise us a little bit and sort of adapt to the modern way of uh, of being a football club. And that's in the digital world as much as the physical world. Well, off, off the playing staff, it's a very important role that he's taken on. Um, Paul did a great job, I thought. But, um, Absolutely. Uh, and, uh, but, you know, everybody has their day and he, he wanted to move on to do something else. Um, and yes, we need to move away from having all those hoardings and on the defunct side of the ground and go get a little bit more sophisticated, both in front of our main supporters and trying to sell some um, signage on the other side in front of camera as well. Most of the smaller clubs have, have now got those uh, pitch side digital screens and maybe that's something we might be able to get into as well. Um, but of course, the other thing the club's got is, is conferences and banqueting facilities. They need to be sold. Um, we, we just we just need to recover, like every other club, from what we've had to go through for the last couple of years. And it isn't an overnight thing. It's, it's building blocks. Yeah, from a business perspective, Nath, that's something we've perhaps forgot about because we've been so happy to get back to normal, in inverted commas, to you know, being able to go to games and seeing fans flocking on a match day. But we've not quite thought about that a lot. Obviously, Sandy's is you know, ticking over. But I've been in some some evenings where there's literally been only 
two or three people in. Um, yeah. They've obviously taken the decision to close on a on a Monday and, and what have you. And we've said numerous times on the pod as well about the match day experience, and perhaps that's something that he can maybe indirectly help to uh, help to sell and sell, help to to improve. Yeah, I mean it's a, a thing with football clubs, isn't it? It's in the past they they get used sort of twenty three times out of the year, which is uh, what what you, you then got it sat there doing nothing for a lot of the year, and so it's it's about making the most of uh, of the assets. And obviously we've got the fabulous eighteen sixty one suite and the Kevin Bird suite and all these Sanders and obviously the three G pitch, and it's about utilizing all of them. But obviously we've had COVID, so that's that's recovering. People have got to get the confidence to come back out and back into the routine of doing that sort of stuff. I mean, we had a a soul night at the eighteen sixty one suite the other the other other night other week for guide dogs and it we we managed to get that all you know completely but um, fully booked up and hopefully they took a decent amount on the bar that night. Uh, but that's the sort of events that they need to get back in there. They used to do the the Hooper's Comedy Club, so you know seeing that return would be nice one day. But it's um, but like he said in the in, you know in his in his press conference, it's a it's a jigsaw and things build over time. So and that'll be his job to to get that sort of revitalized again yeah absolutely well welcome back to the club ian and uh, good luck for all things uh, in the future um and if you need a business to try and target um i think uh, there's, there's certainly one in uh hermitage lane way nath i don't know what it's what it's quite called it's a bit wolf yeah it's a, yeah it's very wolf, Dog wolf. And, uh, yeah a few, few few cats hanging about there you know you know how it is well, um, are you having cats now as well? What's going on there? <laughs> no, there's not. I had a phone call the other day. Uh, obviously, answered it. Hello, Mansfield Doggy Day Care. Hi, Do you take cats? Do you take cats? Uh, no, sorry. Closing um, <laughs> the title. Closing the title. Um, yeah. Roy, Roy says in the comments, could they not get back to the evening with whoever? Now, this is a very important point, Roy. This is very, very important because... Well, well asked, Roy. Well asked. Well asked. Well started. Um, obviously, we've done our podcasts, which have been, um, you know, stag stories. And we absolutely love doing stag stories. But from a production point of view and from a planning point of view, they are very, very difficult to get sorted. Trying to nail down a player, a time when everybody can do it and doing the research and everything behind it. It's very, very difficult. And I know that the original evening withs back in Sandy's back in the day were all done by the club's media department on top of their, you know, current jobs, their full-time roles, which they had to to work on. And it is sometimes a full-time job just trying to do that. So I understand why they didn't happen and why, you know, why they stopped for a bit and why they've not come back. Because it's fair to say, Clive, isn't it, that some are more popular than, than others? Absolutely. Yeah, and, and I think I think the whole thing about putting things like that on is you want to always get it right, but you won't get anything right unless you start again. And mm. I'd love to see a, a, a monthly event down there aimed at the fans' integration, aimed at the fans' participation. It's what they want, and if I'm wrong, they'll just they'll dry up and they'll stop doing them. But I think there's a clamour now for that sort of uh, interactivity at the club. And I'll say this now, and I'll say it on record. I've said it, you know, privately to people uh, in the past as well, but I'll, I'll say it now. If that's something that we, as a podcast, could help with in terms of presenting that, helping to, to book guests and things like that, we'd be more than happy to do that because we have got a list 
um, of guests. I've got a board behind me, actually, of, of people that I'm having conversations with. And um, sorry about that, not microphone. Uh, people that um, I put it in the wrong place, didn't I? Um, you know, people that we're having conversations with, people that are, would love to to come and, and do something, whether that be uh, over a Zoom link or, or whatever, stream to an audience or, or put together a, a, a panel of a couple of people. I would 150,000 million bazillion percent be happy to, for, for us to do that and for the club to obviously then just help us out in terms of um, the marketing, um, you know, sharing it on, through their social media channels, which has got a far wider reach than what ours has. We're on no, no illusions about that. Um, and then, you know, for, for that to for that to happen. And then obviously they make the, the money on the bar and stuff like that. So if that's something which you guys would, would like to see, please let us know and please let them know as well. We'd be more than happy to uh, uh, to do that. But please understand that it's not just a case of saying, right, these guys will do it and then it's done. It's a longer, longer process than that, um, which we, you know, we, we're trying to, we've been trying to get sorted for a long time. So um, hopefully, who knows, we may have to, you know, send an introductory email or even better, you know what we need to send, Clive? Yes. I'm 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 I need to get a thank you because otherwise I've, uh, <laughs> I've already heard Mark from for their new marketing executive, so that's that's fine. Um, just going back to the point on a sensible word, I mean, the, the club is one, if you like, one element of what the community is, and the community consists of the, of the organisation and the fans. Uh, you could argue it's the fans that's always the most important in these things, and, and I wouldn't disagree. We have an opportunity, I reckon, where the club can help facilitate people like ourselves and the SSA to put on events which are fan-focused, not there to destroy the club, there to support and build the club. And obviously yeah. also put money through the tills. Yeah, I mean, we're not, we're not asking for like players every week. We're not asking for like, you know, Clough to come down and, and you know, whatever. We're, 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 it mainly it would be ex-players and sometimes maybe a quiz night or something for charity, you know, something where we can work together and like you say, bring that community together. And it's something the SSA wants to do. It's something we're looking to do um, with them, but it is just a long process. And hopefully now that the new guys in place, Ian, uh, you know, hopefully maybe we might be able to sort something like that out. Unfortunately, I would love to sit and talk about that and, and bat ideas around all night long but time is against me um, and we must move on to podcast predictions in a second Crawley tomorrow Nath uh, another long journey three and a half hours uh, there uh, three and a half hours back hopefully we're coming back with three points uh, in hand uh, but our away form hasn't been too good this season <laughs> we need to make sure um, that we ensure that Tuesday night's uh, defeat and result is just a blip on the uh, on the paper yeah, I mean that's the thing, isn't it? It's, it's if you actually look at it, home 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 games or, or away games, we've only won one away game all season, and that was that was mm. Stevenage, wasn't it? So, yeah. um, it's it's not it's not very very good read in that aspect. I'm a little less confident as I was a couple of uh, well last week, obviously, uh, after the defeat of Sutton. But then, like Clive said earlier, when we were looking at the fixtures as a, as a group. Sutton was the one that I did think we'd, we'd slip up at. Um, yeah. It happened to be the case. It's now about um, reacting and hopefully we've got enough. Uh, hopefully it's, uh, you know, shown Clough our weaknesses a little bit. Now he's going to make him change it. Cause we know he likes to keep it the same, doesn't it, when, when, we, when we win. So we haven't won, so there's no excuse to keep it as it was. 
Uh, so hopefully we'll do that now and go down there with a bit of hunger in our belly again to put it back right and get back on another winning way. Well, the Stags boss, Clive uh, Clough, says that uh, Resos has a chance, a loose chance of uh, featuring against Crawley after missing the last two games with the groin injury. Uh, midfielder George Lapster returned to the matchday squad against Sutton and came off uh, the bench. Um, it was the first appearance since he did his shoulder against Stevenage, so I guess he'll carry on to be uh, assessed. Kel Gordon also missed Tuesday night um, after a knock to his knee in training. Uh, he'll be assessed before Saturday. Um, obviously, the team will have travelled now as well. They will have travelled today, so he will have been assessed before today. Uh, also, likewise, with, with Stephen Quinn. So with that in mind, it could see a reshuffle to the pack, but what are you going to go with? You're the current leader of the Podcast Predictions League, so I'm going to come to you first for your prediction, Clive. For the first time, nil-nil draw. Ooh, OK, there you go. Uh, Nathan, I'm going to come straight to you. Nil-nil draw reminds me of that Tuesday night a couple of seasons ago and I went all the way down there for a nil-nil draw. Oh, yeah. Oh, lovely. Um, I'm going to go for... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back us to bounce back. I'm going to go for a 2-1 victory. Goal scorers? Goal scorers, Ollie Hawkins, because he's going to back up front if he's not turning it off. Because um, I'll be watching by the stream. Uh, or should I say listening. Um, he's going to be playing, isn't it? I'm still going to go. Charles Lee is going to put one in the back of the net at some point. I'm going to go with him again. I'm backing him. You've got to, haven't you? You've got to. Um, I. It's going to be narrow. We've not won there for a long time since I think 2016 was the last time we won there. Steve we Evans very there, rarely, very rarely get a good result there. And do you know what? I'm also going to go for a draw, but I am going to go for a score draw. I'm going to go for a two-all draw. They will score. They will give them a set piece. We'll give them away a silly goal, but we'll also concede from a set piece. But I think we'll have goals in us. And also, I'm going to choose exactly the same goal scorers as Nathan, mainly because I can't be bothered to think of other ones, but also because I think he's right. I think Hawkins will go back up front. He'll bag. Even if he doesn't go up front, he nearly bagged from centre-half anyway. He's capable of it. And Charles Lee will pop one in from about 40 yards or off his kneecap, which which are one of the two. So I'm going to go with the same uh, goal scorers. Uh, so... Uh, uh, so there you go. Fingers crossed, though, um, we do uh, bounce back. Obviously, a nice bit of a rest next week. Um, finally, though, Clive, um, before we wrap things up uh, this evening, the the one thing that we need to ensure is how important is being able to bounce back and getting a positive result from Crawley? I think a draw would be a positive result, given our recent run. Even better for a win, though. Absolutely. It goes without saying anything other than a defeat. But uh, yes, I think you're right. I think there is the capability of, of beating Crawley. Um, I'm being overcautious, I think, with my nil-nil draw. But because I'd said at the beginning of this little accountancy period, I wanted 10 points, that will fulfil that if we get a draw. So, But I'd be quite happy with a six-all draw. We got gremlins. Oh uh, no! It helps. It helps if I turn my microphone. Oh, there on. we go. <laughs> I was going to say, if we draw, if we draw six or eighth, that'd be absolutely mad, wouldn't it? I mean, entertainment value would be there, I suppose, wouldn't it? But you'd also be very. I, I wouldn't want to be uh, listening to Clough's interview at the end if you're a defender. That's that's for sure. But um, True. yeah, it's, it's, are we are we triple pointing it this week? You know, because it's the last last game of the month. Or oh. do we not have that blessing? No, do, we're not, this, no, you've got to do it every month because otherwise that means the one player's been able to capitalise as the one sat at the top of the table. It's oh, it's it's it's, it's not consistent, is it? 
Consistency. Right. I'm trying to talk you out, folks, at home. Right, fine. Triple point weekend. I'll sort it yes, after this. Come I'll on. sort it after this. Well, I, um, want to re- I want to do a new score draw. A new, oh, uh, here we go. Here we go. No, you no. can't. Uh, no. Right. Tell you what we'll do, right, to make it fair, because Clive will complain that he wants to change his score. Um, what we will do is we're not going to do a triple point for this one. We will do a triple point for the next one. I know it will be in December. The Carlisle, the midweek game against Carlisle, but we'll do it for then. All right, and then we'll all do right, one at the end fine. of the month as well. Is that is that all right? Fine. Well, if Go it on. ends up being two one against Crawley, tables will be flipping. Well, there you go. Um, also, by the way, you mentioned a six or draw. I would personally love a six or draw tomorrow because I'm back behind the microphone. Um, I'm going to be uh, doing full match commentary again on Mansfield 103.2. Make sure you tune into Sportsbeat with Jason Harrison uh, from two o'clock. I stepped into the breach on Tuesday night. Steve, unfortunately, out of action for uh, uh, for for now. Um, so uh, I've stepped in. Uh, to the breach, going back to my roots. It's been a long, long time. Um, I sent Nathan a few clips. Um, you asked me to uh, get a few words in, didn't you, Nathan? Yeah, well done. You managed to um, nicely slot in, galvanised, solidified, and uh, one of us which wasn't even on our list. You just put it in rigidified. There. <laughs> no, I didn't get rigidified in there. Oh, okay. I wasn't. I wasn't doing that. I wasn't doing that at all. What's happened to the picture, Craig? Uh, well, I've, I've just put. I've swapped things because I was wrapping up the show and I can't be bothered to turn my other camera on because then you'll well, see we, the names that are wrap up, can, can I very quickly compliment the, the Stags fans that trekked all the way down um, on Tuesday on a bitterly cold night and the best part of 300 people there was astonishing really um, and um, as of as of today we've, we've sold nearly all of the Doncaster tickets including no, the, not talking about that game should have got you. <laughs> all of the we're going to end up with the best part of three and a half thousand fans at the keep moat or whatever it's now called on the 4th of December credit yes. to them yeah absolutely certainly uh, credit to them and uh uh, well done to those who made it on Tuesday night. If you can't get uh, tomorrow, make sure you join me on Mansfield 103.2 for full match commentary. Uh, Nathan, Clive, uh, obviously, Nathan, you gave me a couple of words to slot in um, on uh, commentary. The Obviously, the key words um, on, on Tuesday. Um, two more. I want two from each of you, please. Uh, Nathan, I'll give you, uh, I'll give you uh, the words first. What a goal by Ollie Hawkins. No, no, that's not a word, is it? It's got to be a word. A word. Like, I mean, like, like, come on. All right. Because what a goal by Ollie Hawkins is going to happen. So just give me a word. <laughs> come on. Um, I, I haven't got any. So I mean, I, I was happy with, with Galvanizer and Solidified. So right, I'll, I'll just slip them in. I'll put them in again in the end, yeah, shall I? Just, yeah. I'm, all I want is Galvanizer. It's just the one, one word. I'm happy with that. All right. Clive, what about, about you? Don't go anything too daft, though. Consolidation. Oh, that's a good one. Consolidate. Yeah, consolidation. Yeah. And it obviously has to be in context as well, Craig. You know, you oh, of course it'll be. It yeah, I'm not just going to get. I'm not just going to reel them <laughs> off. I will put them in context. <laughs> it comes to 90 minutes and the game's over. Consolidation. And we'll see. Yeah, yeah. And you'll be pleased to know I've booked my holidays. I'm going to consolidation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Clive, what's your, 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 your second word? Fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> Right. Charlie have been fantastic today. <laughs> yeah, fantastic that's... consolidation from Mansfield's midfield. <laughs> fantastic consolidation of a solidified Mansfield town defence 
who really galvanised their team today. See, it can be done and it will be done. Make sure you join me on Mansfield 103.2 tomorrow. Uh, if you go into the game, I will prove that I have got these words in commentary on Sunday on the Sunday sermon. For now, though, my thanks to uh, to Nathan and to, to Clive, who will be back, of course, on Sunday. That, though, is all we've got time for on today's show. Thanks very much for joining us. Where will this long road lead is the question. Well, tomorrow it will lead to Crawley. But when we come back, will we have three points on board? Join us for reaction, win, lose or draw on Sunday, the Sunday sermon from the new time of 7pm. Make sure you join us for that. And join us in the week as well next week as we look ahead to the FA Cup. For now, though, that's all you've got time for. Make sure you grab your Black Friday deals. 50% off of Mansfield Matters Morgan. Link in the description. And tune in to Mansfield 103.2 from 2 o'clock tomorrow to hear me get galvanised, solidified, consolidation and fantastic into the commentary where hopefully the stags will be galvanised, will be solidified, will will have consolidation and will bring a fantastic three points home. It can be done. It will be done. This is the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield always matters. Good night. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.